1: Live from ESPN Studios
2: in the Seaport District in New York City, it is Barton Hahn, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Did you drop stuff?
1: It's like <laughs> a $200 bar of candy, man. <laughs> what was that that you just dropped? I got a gift today, man. Yeah, I saw. Just wanted to make sure you are Oh, Yeah, I've been okay. handing it out all day, you know what I'm saying? People yeah. been, you know, I, nice. I made a lot of friends today because of this. Did you? Yeah. Can I get to the yams? <laughs> Sweet, sweet jams.
2: <laughs> we'll get to everything today.
1: Uh, 8 or 8 say
2: ESPN. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six is the number to be part of Barton Nation on the Dr Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation presented by Dr Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr Pepper. It's the one fans deserve. You good? Like you? Somebody got my seat. Somebody
1: taller. It must have been in here because I got my seat kind of. Jalen. Yeah, maybe Trizzle or, or somebody. Drizzle. Okay, but you good
2: now? You settled? You're in? I'm scoochie. Okay. I already had my pregame and stuff, you know what I mean? Yes, you did. This was your get-up day, and uh, this was a day of a lot of news, and certainly a lot of football to talk about. Is week 14 underway tonight. We'll certainly get to that momentarily, but during get-up was the breaking news. You were there for it. You saw it. Uh, It is breaking breaking news that uh, we will bring to you if you haven't heard yet already, and this has been an ongoing story and a very big one, a very political one, of course. Yes. Uh, But Russia has freed Brittany Griner, the WNBA superstar. Um, It was a prisoner exchange that we expected it would be. And uh, it's been almost 10 months since she was detained there. Um, There's been a lot of, of obviously, uh, reaction to this, uh, not just in the sports world, but everywhere. And uh, it is something that, again... Her as a a star athlete is something that, of course, here at ESPN, it is a story for us. And it is just that as such, a news story. Now, here's T.J. Quinn, who's our investigative reporter here at ESPN, who has been following this story from its beginning, talking about... The situation. It
3: seemed like Russia was ready to deal from the beginning. The question was going to be, at what point was a deal that was on the table enough to be more valuable to Putin than the, than the drama he was causing in this country? Often, part of his political playbook, his geopolitical playbook, has been wreak havoc in other places. That's what the bot farms are for. It's to stir up dissent in Western countries. So there was value to the fact that Biden's White House was getting pressure from people to make a deal. We don't know what's it
2: and so again a deal is done to bring her home now yeah. of course the exchange for somebody a notorious arms dealer that has a lot of people certainly uh, not feeling that great yeah. about having to release somebody like that for someone yeah. you know like griner obviously a person of of general peace basically just an athlete right um, someone who's
1: planning how plan- get done Yeah, he had played in russia for years yeah and found herself in the middle of a political a political uh, thing going on with the war yeah, in she Ukraine. She was used as
2: a pawn. It's clear. Yeah,
1: because the war in Ukraine and, you know, now you, you know, you, you also, I love, I think that the, the president tone was proper because while we're celebrating here, you know, Paul Whelan family is still, you know, was hoping and and, and hopeful that he will be part of this prison swap as well. And unfortunately that wasn't the deal. And, and, you know, heard Biden say he had to take the deal that was on the table yeah, I've been working about it. You know, diplomacy is is difficult, especially when it's other implications. Um, and we, and, you know, I love, you know, what Griner's wife said when she talks about they will continue to fight to try and make sure that all Americans are freed because we understand there was a Marine that was released earlier this year, but it's still many Americans that's locked up abroad. And I thought also, you know, Biden was on point and on message when you talk about. When you decide to go out of the country, please check the list of places that they list not to go, because a lot of times they can alert us about things that may be potentially dangerous to us. Because people understand that we will fight for our citizens, and they use us as bait. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, unfortunately, Brittany got got caught up in, I believe, a lot of political um, jousting and stuff like that, and. I just, I'm more concerned about her mental health, and I think that we have to give them privacy, and I thought that the, you know, on message with everything else, you know, it's up to them to feel like how they want to go about their healing process, but we know that that is a traumatic experience, and it's a road to recovery that has to come, but the blessing is that we get somebody back that was unjustly Detained, right? And Paul Wellen, as you're talking about, is somebody
2: he's been he's been detained for four years, and there's something that again continued to try to make sure that that is uh, that's an effort that continues even after this. Uh, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver uh, issued a statement right after, of course, the news broke that Brittany Griner had been released and. Uh, his statement is, Brittany had to endure an unimaginable situation. We're thrilled that she is on her way back home to her family and friends. We thank the members of the NBA and WNBA community who never wavered in their efforts to raise awareness of Brittany's unjust circumstances. Okay, so that's the story there uh, on that front. Brittany Griner, if you're just joining us, she has uh, been released uh, out of custody in Russia in exchange, of course, for... Um, a notorious arms dealer. Yeah, many uh, movies made about this guy's life. Yeah, who was in uh, U.S. custody for 11 years. Um, And so that exchange has been done, and the president did tweet that he spoke with Brittany Griner moments ago. She is safe, she is on a plane, and she is on her way home. So that is the story there. It is something, again, like I said, a sports story because she was uh, a sports athlete she Uh, was somebody that was a star in college and played in the wnba and it is a story that we were following here so we wanted to present it to you at the very top of the show it is barton Hahn, espn radio we are presented by progressive insurance save when you bundle motorcycle rv and boat insurance visit progressive.com All right, eight 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 say ESPN, eight eight seven two nine three seven seven six Of course, is the number to be part of the conversation here with us. As Bart, we get ready now for Week fourteen of the NFL, and again deeper now. Oh, into, we got a juicy one, baby. And, and, and yeah, and and again tonight you've got the the Raiders and the Rams, and I, I mean Raiders the, are still alive and the Raiders kind of hanging in there. For, I don't know how, but they are uh, after we thought they were left for dead. We thought Josh McDaniels should be fired, and then here they are, just kind of hanging around. And this is an important game for them, but. I think the bigger story has got to be where the Rams are right now, the defending champs, because injury-plagued. I mean, their most important players, especially Cooper
1: Cup, out. Aaron Donald's out too, high ankle sprain.
2: Right, Aaron Donald not available. And then on top of it, Matthew Stafford, he's out. They don't even know if if their backup quarterback can play. Yeah,
1: and we're going to see – That's going to
2: be a game-time decision. They literally just picked up Baker Mayfield off waivers on Tuesday, and yet he could –
1: Play in this game? How is that even possible? If you get beat by a dude that just got off the plane today, then Josh McDaniels need to be fired on the damn spot. I think so? Oh, like this? This should be an impossible task for the reigning Super Bowl champs. And unfortunately, I believe that the Rams are going to go down as one of these Super Bowl, one of rare Super Bowl defending champs that don't even make it back to the playoffs following their championship. They went all Doesn't in. You, often. Can, you can say all, F all those picks too. What you did say is F the immediate future of this team because I don't see this team being better than, uh, say, San Francisco next year. And damn sure I expect Geno Smith to get re signed. And they have two first round draft picks, one really high, I think. to Let's Ride. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be able to improve their team exponentially next right, year right. because they have money and they have now draft equity. And the good, funny, crazy part is. <laughs> the Denver pick is way higher than the Seattle pick. Yes. They're going to have a top five pick. Top five. Right now, I think it is. Right? I think it's a four With pick. But the way Denver's playing, it might be number one. But it, it, they might be right behind it's the Texans. number Texas. three, actually. They might be number two. Amazing. amazing.
2: Yeah, absolutely amazing. Wow. But can, is this Baker Mayfield thing? Here, let's listen to Sean McVay about this. because He can't be serious. them picking up Baker Mayfield, it's like, He can't be serious. Matthew Stafford, you just just got him. He just won a Super Bowl with him. You just gave him a a huge extension. Like, what is the reasoning, other than just trying to survive the rest of the season, what is the reasoning for bringing in Baker Mayfield? Here's McVay talking about working with Baker. What I can say in all sincerity is that there's an excitement about being able to work with him for what we know is five more weeks. And um, whether he plays in five games or four games is, is to be determined, but I'm excited about that. Why? What is the excitement about? Well, you have, I think, well, you should be set at quarterback for the next four or five years,
1: shouldn't no, you? No, no. Uh, Why? Little birdies are talking. Oh no! What are they and, saying? And <clears throat> what are they telling us? It may be, you know, Stafford speaking with his wife. He may be ready to hang it up. So Andrew Luck kind of thing. Yeah. He may be taking enough of a beating. He's I want to be with the kids. I, I, I'm hurt all the time, and I already won my Super Bowl. Remember, he had, he had an extensive injury list in Detroit. Right? He was was like one of very few talented players there, and he took a beating. And you know this elbow thing isn't going away, and he may be considering it. We we heard Aaron Donald considering it as well. He can ride off into the sunset and be fine, right? Whether he won another Super Bowl or not, his resume is his resume. He's a Super Bowl champion. If you put his numbers up there, his passing numbers up Mm -hmm, there, he's mm -hmm. right there. He's not too far from Drew Brees. He's right there with everybody. He has an outside chance because he won the Super Bowl and I believe being able to be a Hall of Famer because Hall of Fame isn't as hard or as exclusive of a club as it once was. So you can look at Drew Brees. Yes, Drew Brees won a lot of playoff games, a lot more playoff games your winning percentage is a lot better. But when you look at pure stats, yards thrown, Stafford ranks right there with everybody else. So it's nothing that I believe that he can do that can change his resume outside of winning another Super Bowl. And I just don't think this team is there and his body's he's tired.
2: Do we know something or maybe are are are, are we are, is it possible that this neck thing is a little more serious or could potentially be more serious than they're letting on. I mean, that's neck I guess and that's elbow. what we're wondering. He, he has right? I mean, he hasn't been healthy since the preseason Right, because the right. neck wasn't the neck really the the, the the first problem. No, it's the elbow. The el- well, the elbow was in the preseason, right? Right. That kind of
1: lingered, but you talk know. about next quality of life. You got kids. His wife beat cancer. Mm-hmm. That story is well mm-hmm. publicized. Right. Sometimes you look at it, like listen. Let's get, out, the, let's get out and enjoy life because we don't know how long we have. So, like, all right, so It puts things in
2: perspective. It, it, it clearly does. And now this is a story you have to watch. So for Baker Mayfield, is this sort
1: of like this is actually a great opportunity for him? Could be, but just imagine, right? If you have your opportunity and your chance and Matthew Stafford decides to make that decision, you still have other options better than Baker Mayfield. Hell, I would argue that I would take a, I would take a flyer on Sam Darnold and thinking I can fix him before I try Baker Mayfield because of the attitude that comes with it, right? Because McVeigh of... seems like the exact personality yes. that Baker. And how has. many people want to be around people exactly like them?
2: Well, McVeigh does because the one story I remember about he and Goff was why they fell apart. Was because golf was so low motor, so unemotional, so flat, it drove him crazy. So McVeigh is like, I mean, he's over caffeinated. Yes, so he's always just like that commercial. Yeah. That's who he is. But you can't, and I think Baker would probably be like, that's right. That's exactly what he is.
1: What, what's the Will Ferrell uh, character? Him, me, you, him, me. Yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. You can't hey, have that. Not that at gets, the Roxbury. That gets annoying as though. Wow, that's why I think him and Matthew Stafford, and also the appreciation for the football acumen of Matthew Stafford in mm-hmm. the. Arm talent. Mm-hmm. Remember, he, the reason why he got rid of Jared Goff. Would, would you argue? Have you seen Jared Goff lately? He's a more talented quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Remember, Baker Mayfield may had not had have been inherited that type of roster this year, but he was on one with the with the Browns. But
2: again, the story, if I remember, and I can't, I'm trying to remember who wrote it for us. It might have been Wickersham, but it was like it was fascinating that. It was strictly about how McVay just couldn't stand how flatlined Goff would be after that. a bad performance and he'd want him to put in the work, put in more film, get in here, get in here. And Goff was so laid back about how, yeah, it's good, I'm I, good. I get that. And it drove him nuts, and he wanted somebody as intense as he was. I get that. I mean, I know I don't know if Baker is as intense as that as preparation. But, wise, is but is we nice. know personality
1: wise, he's over the top, just like you but, know, the coach would. But be. right now, who's a better player? Jarrett Goff or Baker Mayfield? You see what he's doing in Detroit. Yeah. Well, but I don't think anybody ever doubted Jared Goff
2: as a quarterback talent
1: wise. Yeah, they thought they thought he was they thought definitely Carson Wentz was the better pick, right? And you right. know Carson Wentz? He, yeah, Carson Wentz. But Jared Goff went first. <laughs> I know, but how'd that work I don't I know. No, I, I get it. But I don't know yeah, if it, he was it, that argument. What, I, what I'm saying is I don't know if this would be the long term solution like, oh, we got Baker Mayfield, I can fix him type uh-huh. of deal. Because the Panthers thought that they can fix him. It's not like they had slouches, right? They had DJ Moore, they had Robbie Anderson and C M C. And he failed to be able to win with that consistently. So, when you look at you know what the options are going to be, I mean, wouldn't you much rather say, hey, I'll, how about I kill you in your own division? You don't think Jimmy G is good enough for you? I'll bring him here with me. Wouldn't you much rather do that? Because now you're hurting San Francisco? Jimmy Garoppolo. And who, that did,
2: conversation's just never going to happen. And
1: the type of intel that Jimmy G has about the organization, the, yeah. the, the philosophy, what they do. Uh, so, it'll be interesting. Like, yeah. Baker Mayfield to get an opportunity. Um and maybe he can be a long term solution at backup for somebody. Um I don't think he didn't ask for a mutual um waiver because he thought that he didn't have an opportunity. You know, a lot of agents form you know, they represent multiple clients. Yeah. I'm sure he knew that he would get picked up. He he might have thought that it would have been San Francisco, but he definitely knew and maybe had some communication, backdoor channels about an opportunity coming up soon. For the Rams.
2: Eight eighty eight say ESPN, eight eighty eight seven two nine three seven seven six to get part of the conversation. Barton Hahn ESPN radio as we get ready for week fourteen. So the first game as we were talking about is very possible, but not yet official that Baker Mayfield 2 days after being picked up on waivers by the Rams. He could start for the Rams tonight a quarterback. We we shall see. Raiders and the Rams is the Thursday night football game. But Bart, do we have some upset alerts to watch this week? Remember last week we had some big like big matchups between a lot of like the heavy hitters. Do we? This we have it's to me it's more like Who's like on
1: upset alert this, this week? This this is like this is like the Big Twelve this is like this like college two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You people don't know this. Conference championship games that went
2: the wrong way. USC. Yeah. yeah. Um uh, T- T-C-U. You already are feeling like the Jets up at up at Buffalo have a very good chance to win this game already, like regardless of anything. And this would be an upside. But is it still nine and a half the spread, which is insane? Yeah. But which is disrespectful. So so you feel like that's that's one upset alert to watch? Yeah. All right. Um, all right, how about this one? It might sound crazy, but it's because of the division. Deshaun Watson and the Browns at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's been playing great. But we know for the Bengals sometimes when it's going well, that's when it goes wrong. Yeah. Is this one of those don't sleep on the Browns
1: in this game oh, you can kind nev- of games? You can never sleep on the Browns, especially when they play the Bengals. I believe – didn't the – did Cincinnati, I mean, didn't Cleveland beat Cincinnati early this early season? Early this season? Yeah, I think they beat him this season, I, I believe Might so. have been at the very start. I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll confirm. Look it up. But um, also, also, Deshaun Watson looked like crap last week. Yeah, he didn't look good. All the touchdowns came from turnovers in the offense and the special teams. Yeah, but I mean, he but, but, but what not played what, what in what two I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, this is another week. And yeah. at any time, a top five quarterback... Can start to get some get some of that muscle memory back. All right, but I'm, let me give you a couple others. Lions, yeah, that's one you guys talked They're about. They're
2: favorite. The Lions are hosting the Vikings, and I know the Vikings. They put up, beat, up no, they beat definitely. the Jets last week. But did you like the way they looked in the second half of that game? I didn't. And we know how hard that Detroit Lions team plays, and how good that
1: offense is. Thirty seven points. Jets
2: couldn't get in the red zone. Yeah. Detroit has proven they go they live there,
1: and, and they put up thirty seven points at home. And they, by the way, they're getting their number one first round draft pick, Jameson Williamson, back. Uh, who people believe if he's he going to make his debut out, this week. He, yeah, I, he would he would have been he would have been the first
2: yes the receiver first chosen taken, yeah. if
1: he hadn't got hurt. So everything you see from Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Chris Olave expect to get that from him because that's what the expectations was and that's what the pedigree is. You know, so that's the upset alert for me as well. Okay, let me
2: get a couple others for you. Uh, how about the Giants hosting the Eagles? Barbecue chicken? Are you buying that or not? It's just Giants are home. They need it. They get the tie. I know it's not great, but they get the tie against the commanders, so they're still very much in things. You know, this is again another division game that you're like, anything can happen in these games. Just, just, are a, you buying this? The Giants just, have a running game. It's a tough one,
1: but that's about all they have. And it looks like last week they started to plug up some of those holes and, and, and seal up some of that leakage yeah. you know, from the run game as Jordan Davis is back. Uh, Hargrave uh, looked amazing last week. And then now you have and Dom Two for 10 plays, 12 plays. And Linville Joseph for 10 plays. And kind of now they have an interior rotation. Jalen Hurts is playing too consistent. I'm not saying great. He's playing too consistent. And what they did to a Tennessee team is rarefied air. You're not buying it. For them to be able to stop King Henry. So you're not buying it.
2: Okay. No. Nah. You're not buying that. Last one I'm going to give you is only – it's only a, would it be an upset – uh, just based on the fact that of who's starting a quarterback, Tom Brady going home to San Francisco, Purdy, yeah, Purdy party. If the can the Forty ers it's a home game, yes, and that defense is great. And the Bucks, even though they won last, night, they didn't look. good. Yeah. we all agree, well, right? Monday night they didn't look good. Well, do you do you think that the, this would be an upset if the Niners win this game? It's a home game, but still, it's a it's a it's Mr. I, irrelevant starting a well, quarterback well, I, against
1: I, the greatest of all time. I think the Niners should be favorite. I think Purdy's on par with Andy Dalton, and Andy Dalton had you know his team up thirteen points. Is he though? He He's not the experience of Andy Dalton. All I right. don't. What I'm saying is skill set, like Andy okay. Dalton, where he is today, opposed to where Purdy is today. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just to me. You talk about a defense that hasn't given up a second half touchdown in five games. This so, is right
2: now. You're you're right though. The Niners are still favored in this game, three and a half. Yeah, because again, you have your defense, and you, which has been great—the best left and the tackle in football. Good.
1: Yeah, the best left tackle in football. Yeah, so so now so not an upset. Is what remember, you're yeah, remember what what San Francisco—they shut out the Saints. The Saints got zero. Yeah, and they haven't get up a second a half point, and they have the ability to not only attack them from the interior, mm-hmm. but in my opinion. The San Francisco 49ers have the defensive player of the year in Nick Bosa. You can say every, all you want about Parson. Check out the numbers. Like numbers it. don't lie. All right. Any
2: upsets we're missing? Let us know. 888 8 ESPN, 888-729-3776. 8 8, we've got your calls ready to go. We'll get reset for week fourteen of the NFL. But you know what else we've got to talk about? What's that? Next year. The draft. Already what we're seeing coming out of college. Ooh, do we have a list? No, but we do have the big board from Mel Kuyper Jr. That's a list! Well, I don't know if that's a list. It's a big that, board. It's, a, it's, it's a, more than a list. It's a big <laughs> board. A big board. It's a, it's a major award. It's a big
1: board with what on it? A list. We're going to ask Mel Kuyper if he tomato, calls it a, tomato Is
2: it a list or is it a big board? Mel's going to tell us. He's also going to tell us who you need to keep an eye on in bowl games and more heading into, of course, the draft season next year. It is Barnhart, ESPN Radio.
0: Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, seventeen percent alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Bart and Han.
1: Wait.
0: Bart singing a
2: completely different song, but that's all right. Oh,
1: oh, it was short. I know we was back on.
2: Now, oh, you didn't even know. The whole world heard you singing something completely different. The John oh, Denver. Man. This Barton Hahn, presented by Progressive <laughs> Insurance. Now we got to get to the bottom of something here. We love talking to Mel Kuyper Jr. He joins us right now, ESPN Senior NFL draft analyst, of course, this Darian my Mel. Time of the year, as man. well, Saturday mornings on ESPN radio. And, and Mel Bart and I just had this argument going into when I was, you know, letting the audience mm-hmm. know you were coming. Mm-hmm. And I and he got excited when I said, you know, that you were coming on. He says, Oh, do we have a new list? And I said, No, we have a big board. And he's like, it's the same thing. And I got offended. Do you do a list or a big board, or is the big board a
3: list? Can you explain? Did did Bart say same thing? Yeah. Uh, Bart, come on. McShay. Todd, Todd, Todd does lists. (laughs) I do do a Christmas list. Christmas list, fine. Ratings are boards. This is a... (laughs) Big board. It's not a big list. Okay? <laughs> See, I thought it was a board. I, I thought it was a board with a life. list on it. No, it's not a big list. It's a big board. That's right. That's right. Right. It's a Big okay. board. I stand yeah. correct. It
1: ain't Santa Claus, man. The, the, the only person that I don't have a rebut for is Mel Kuyper. Mm-hmm. He's the best in the business. Yes. If he I, says I, it's I, a damn board. Then damn it, it's a board. It's not because a board. It's a big board. It could be a big board, a cutting board, all that stuff. <laughs> but What I need to know is because listen, usually. I've been, listen, I've been tapped out, Mel. I've been tapped out. I haven't been paying attention to what's going on in college football. You want to know why? Because my team is relevant. So I don't care who's in the
3: top 10, because we won't be in the top 10. Hey, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. The Ravens are always relevant.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I I, I know where you're going. Yeah, yeah I, su- I support too. No, yeah, we, we're not. Fire. We're we're not worried about cool. who's the best Jay, quarterback not, in the league, but it's a lot of teams that got decisions to make because you look at what the Philadelphia Eagles could potentially have. Amazing. They How about the, even Seattle. Seattle. Jeez. Those are deci- Those are real decisions to yep. make because Geno Smith is lighting the world on on fire. So now it's we're in this precarious place where we have great teams that could use a quarterback, but their their quarterback now maybe the long term answer I thought maybe the Lions, maybe Jared Goff has earned the right to maybe get a two year extension or something because what they can do. So tell me who's the quarterback that everybody's going to come up and give those teams who may have their answer to that quarterback the opportunity to get a second first-round draft pick as they may look to move down because Jalen Hurts has proven that he's the long-term answer.
3: Maybe none of the above. I don't, all the quarterbacks that I'm battling with people that I talk to in the league about have question marks. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's no Caleb Williams, Drake May, those types of guys for next year's draft aren't in this year's draft. In this year's draft... I have Will Levis, number one. And people say, how can you have Will Levis, number one? Did you watch him play this year? Yeah, I watched him, and I saw him injured and out there gutting it out without an offensive line could block anybody, okay? And I saw Bryce Young gutting it out out there with a the team around that wasn't up to last year's standards, but he's only 5'11", 185, and C.J. Stroud's got all those four- and five-star recruits and high draft choices around him at every position. So I'm trying to figure those guys out. I'm going right now with Will Levis from Kentucky. Will somebody move up to get him or feel like that's a guy we have to have. Right now, it's a little too early to call that. So tell me this then, because I
1: thought this was the year. I yeah. thought this was the year where we're going to tank for C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. So you're telling me next year is the is the, is the um, draft. So this isn't a quarterback that, draft. So next year is the one that we think is going to be the undoubtedly great draft, which is going to have franchise quarterbacks. So do any of those teams that want trade out and maybe get a next year's first round draft pick from a team that needs to move up to get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young and be able to be in a position. So is it smart for a team like maybe Philadelphia to move back and just in case Jalen Hurts falters next year or in the playoffs, then, you know, they have a, a, a security blanket or an insurance plan.
3: I wouldn't depend on f- high first round draft choice quarterbacks to be great based on the track record of mm-hmm. a lack of success. Look no further than the quarterbacks over the last, say, five to seven years that have gone high. Now, are we saying, hey, you know, Joe Burrow, Tua, Herbert, yeah, hit, just like when Eli and Ben Roethlisberger and Rivers came out. All three hit, all three hit there. Look at all the misses along the way. So to to rest all your hopes on the shoulders of a young quarterback sometimes is asking way too much. And then to know where – look at that Detroit, the Rams in that trade – now they get the Rams pick. Who would have thought the Super Bowl champion would be picking in the top five? <laughs> Love it. But the Detroit Lions now, but now Jared Goff says he's I'm playing the best football of my NFL career. This is guy took the Rams to a Super Bowl. So now you got a dilemma there. Or is Goff your guy when you thought, hey, we got to get somebody better? Well, Jared Goff was playing pretty doggone good football, and he was the number one pick overall at one point in time at a cow for a reason. So I think when you look at these quarterbacks this year, are they going to excite the masses enough to say we got to go get that guy? We got to go get Will Levis Bryce. Young or CJ Stroud. Right now, I'm not so sure about that.
2: You know that voice. It's Mel Kuiper Jr. He is, of course, joining us right now as there's a new big board up for all the top players. they're to it a expect. list. It is not a list. It is a big board. It's not just a board.
1: Mel will smack
2: the no, pumpkin no, no, pie out your no, mouth no, if you that, call it a list. To be
3: fair, when you get tied, tied, tied on, he'll be talking about a list. It's <laughs> always
2: shade. But you were just, we were talking quarterbacks and you've been talking about the ones that have not made it and before we get into the entire draft from 2 years ago that everybody was so excited about and yet now we're just kind of going man can you tell me what did we miss with Zach Wilson at number 2 what what did we miss
3: You missed Justin Fields. Uh, Justin Fields should should have been there. And I thought that from the guy. I thought it was Trevor and then Fields and uh, then Zach. So if they would have stacked the board properly, and it's not stacking the list properly, that doesn't even sound right. How can you stack the list? But you can stack the board. Mm, If you stack the board properly, and that's where we can all say, well, we like this guy after he's good. Everybody in this business said, we like that guy. If, if, we never say we didn't like, we like that guy who turned out to be bad, or a guy who turned out to be, yeah, we didn't like. So we always flip it to go along with the narrative that we create based on the way the guy's playing now. So when you say, but I always go back to, well, where was he ranked on your board? Mm-hmm. Because that you might have liked him, but would you have taken him? Because you had three guys ahead of him that all turned out to be busts. So you would have never even got to the guy you liked. So we can all brag about who we liked and didn't like. Bottom line is, how did we stack it, or do we stack it properly? Fields would have been number two, which, right, then all of a sudden the second pick wouldn't have been Wilson, then where would Wilson have gone? We don't know. Maybe the 49ers still would have done that. Who knows? I don't know. All I know is Zach Wilson right now is going to be dependent upon what Mike White turns out to be. Because Mike White's not going to go away if he's good. If he isn't good, then it's back to Zach. So it's back to Zach if White kind of hits a wall at some point in time. If he doesn't, then they're going to move on from Zach Wilson.
2: Is Trevor Lawrence surprising you that he hasn't really, like, he's just kind of shown a flash or two because everybody thought he was going to be that generational quarterback that steps in and just has immediate impact?
3: Well, we had Urban Meyer there last year Yep. Okay. okay and that whole scenario yeah, and the way that a, unfolded. A, yeah, right, exactly. So let's that's give a him a pass year. for that. Yeah, let's give him a pass. And okay. then we've seen the progression this year. I saw him against my Baltimore Ravens. Bar- Light it up and looked yeah. like he was the generational quarterback we talked about. Uh, so yeah, I think we've seen signs. We've seen plenty of signs that he can be great. Uh, and I think he will be. So I'm really hopeful of, of Trevor being what we thought he would be. I'm certainly hopeful that Justin Fields will be what I thought he could could be, And I'm not going to lose hope that some of these other quarterbacks will as well. Zach Wilson being the front and center here. Mm-hmm. What he's got to do is learn from his mistakes. And what he's got to do, he, I know he spoke to Josh, or Josh Allen spoke to him back before the Bills game, where they ended up be upsetting the Bills. Uh, you know, look at Josh Allen after every game is rookie year, second year, up till today. If it doesn't go, what does he say? Hey, I got to play better. Yeah, that's what, even if he plays great, and they I got to play. He never ever calls out anybody. He takes response, never blames anybody but himself. And oh, even when I got to get better, I left. We left some plays on the field. I can't. I can't be doing that. I, I I cost us a field goal here. It's all about what he didn't do, not what he did. It's what he didn't do, win or lose. That's what Zach's got to be. That's the way you get guys to go through a wall, Bart. You know that you want to go through a wall for your quarterback. They'll do that in Buffalo for Josh Allen. They'll do it for other quarterbacks in the NFL. Right now, they're not going to do it for Zach Wilson if he keeps saying what he's saying. So just take a page out of Josh Allen's book, and you're, you all of a sudden will become a guy who can maybe become that leader you have to be.
1: Okay, so is nobody worthy of that high first-round pick in the draft from the quarterback standpoint. So tell me, what is the deepest position group so far early on in your evaluation, and is, is are we expecting the receiving group? to be as good as the one that we've had this year because this may be the greatest young receiving core group to ever come in and have instant impact in the NFL since I've, since I've been around in a long time.
3: You know, I think, I, I'll tell you, there's some guys I like. I'll tell you, an underrated guy, you know, and I, I underrated him up until now, and I'm not going to do it anymore. McShay will catch up with that, I think, as we move <laughs> forward here. He's still underrating Zay Flowers from Boston College, who is a dynamic player. I have him fourth right now on the wide receiver board, but he could move up from there. But, no, there aren't that many receivers. A running back position, you can always find guys. Spears at Tulane is a guy. Like Miller at TCU is a nice player. Uh, there's Marshawn Lloyd was injured at South Carolina. Dwayne McBride. If I had to say the most underrated running back or player in this draft overall, Dwayne McBride. Go look at him, guys. Look at his tape at UAB. They say, so it didn't catch the ball. Well, he's got, Just because you don't have receptions doesn't mean you can't catch it. If it's thrown to you, they don't throw to the backs. But McBride as a runner at UAB was phenomenal. So I think you can find running backs in any draft. You'll find them this year. Tight end group is pretty good, pretty deep as well. And I think there's some pretty good corners out there in terms of depth into day three.
2: Mel, great stuff as always. The big board now out. Not a list. It's a board, it's and a it's board. a big one. Thanks so much. Good to talk to you as always. Always a
3: pleasure, guys. Enjoyed it, man.
2: All right. Mike Mel, Mel Kuyper, Jr., ESPN Senior NFL Draft Analyst. And, of course, you can hear him on ESPN Radio Saturday mornings. Dari and Mel. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888, say ESPN, 888
0: 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. Bart and Han.
1: Yeah, man. Does anybody know about this? Explain show this. Me the way, cause I got. Big Listen, we, we to pay. you know how they have the ride report. Yeah, you come here to Bart and Han, you get the hood report. Okay, and this is a little late because this, like came this came out door. Kind of yeah, this, this man, kind of hood? You the hood report. You know what I'm saying? When keeping it real goes wrong, mm-hmm. where sports and culture yes. meets. Yes, this is what this show really is all about. It always has been. We about just that. wrap it in a sports vehicle. But we just pretend re- really, to make really, it only about sports. But really, we're telling you about what's going on in the hood, what's going on in the wizard, what's trending. And right now it's the yams. It's a yams challenge. Mm-hmm. Right? Started by Fetty Wop who had a song about the yams, which is cold word for something else, but it's all Food. good. And it came out during Thanksgiving. Vegetables. And then what you what what I love is you got all these young whippersnappers, these young, well, we, what I would call them, young punks. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Coming in and trying to come at it. But at the end of the day, it was the OG, triple OG, Charlie Wilson, that showed you, man. That version. That, listen, it, it is some legendary voices. And they all, all the legendary voices all came before 1980. Like 80? I'm saying, all 80, legendary I'm, I'm saying, voices. 80. I'm saying, most of the legendary. A lot boy, of legendary. I wouldn't I'm saying, I'm, all. Say, I'm all. saying, was born. Oh, born? Before. Okay. I'm talking I'll give about you like that. Whitney. I'm I'll talking about that. like Anita. I'll give you that. Like, I'm talking about Patty. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Charlie Wilson. I'm mm-hmm. talking about Luther. Big Luther, Little Luther, Curl Dry Luther, Wet Curl Luther, all Luthers. All the Leverts. All the Leverts. <laughs> all the, Leverts. the Eddie, the Gerald, the Steve, the Mike, <laughs> all the Leverts. <laughs> Micah, all of them. Prince. All yeah. of the major voices. Yep, I can't think of anybody. You can go grab, you can go grab Beyonce, who's probably the the kids' generation. Like Whitney mm-hmm. Houston, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. man, she wouldn't even make. You know, like the five chambers of death. What was that? Like the five chambers of death. Like when uh, Bruce Lee got up and he got kicked in the chest yes. by uh, Lou El mm-hmm. Like Beyonce is like the first floor. She wouldn't even make it past Shaka Khan.
2: Where's Mariah? You know what I'm Mariah's
1: somewhere. Mar- 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 Mariah somewhere. Mariah, Mariah, Mariah is there. But Mar- Mariah comes back from Whitney. Yeah, she with the, she with Whitney. Mm-hmm. She with, she with the old school. Well, Mariah was born school.
2: before 1980. The oh. Beehive
3: yeah. is gonna come after you, man.
1: Well, listen, Let the, be, the Beehive. Let the, the 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 the. That's I not mean, a group that the, I want to go. The, the Taylor Swifts. Listen, I want all the smoke. The Swifties. I want all Swifties. That, they go deep, bro. What, what's, what, what's the what's the little boogers? What's the boogers? Excuse me. What? What's the um, the um, what did you say? The, the chick with the nose. You know what I'm talking about. Most
2: women chick have with the noses? nose that can
1: sing. No, the big nose. <clears throat> that was with um Riley Cooper. With who? Riley Cooper, man. Y'all know the movie. Oh, oh, oh Lady uh, Gaga. Gaga. Yeah, y'all knew what the hell I meant. Bradley Cooper. Bradley. Yeah, whatever, Cooper. <laughs> Chubb, Cooper, yeah, you not the same Cooper. She 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 can sing. Star is born. That's Chris a a Christina movie, Christi- by the way. Christina Christina Ag- Bradley
2: Cooper could sing. I didn't know he could sing. I he did not sing. know that he
1: got pipes. Yeah, Chris Christina Aguilera, mm-hmm. right? Right. She mm-hmm. she there. Yeah. Oh yeah. But she man, I can name I can name about thirty five. Like from from like the the, the if baby's we did born a in ninety board. Yeah. Big. Not board. a list. Yeah. Big board. We did a big board. Yeah. Of singers. Yeah. Like we only can put two top ten. We only can put two from here.
2: I mean, generationally,
1: right? Top ten. Yeah, we we probably only have like three. You know how we talk about the the, the Mount Rushmore? Ain't nobody from this era that hit that. Like, I think Bruno Mars had something to say about that. Bruno Mars ain't no damn Marvin Gaye. How old are see, you? I got see, chest hair see, older than you. Dude, shut problem, the hell up. we grown
2: people is talking. See, the problem with the problem with Bruno is as, as talented as he is. He all he's doing is copying. He ain't Elder what, March. He, yeah. He's doing on, he's man. doing things that everybody else already
1: did. Like I'll yeah, put James Ingram, ahead of James Ingram ahead of Bruno Mars. James Ingram. Want that smoke. That's yeah. the big board, the little board, yeah. the only board. Come on, whippersnapper. We got it. first of all, we are gonna make you do some homework. Give me a little. And Keith then you come sweat. back. Keith, Keith Sweat. Keith Sweat sound like a sheep. I can't. I can't <laughs> get down there. Keith Sweat sound like he's swinging wow. into a damn fan. Wow, baby, me, baby, I, <laughs> baby, baby, I know. Like is it an echo in it? Thanks for listening to the Barton Hahn Podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen and watch the guys on the ESPN app. This is the Barton Hahn Podcast.